Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to another fun-filled Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I am your truly Sid the Kid, Sydney Brown. That's why I go by. And my co-host, Miss Lakina McGee, will join me in just a couple of minutes. But in the meantime, in between time, you can follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. follow you. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Scrum McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so. That's why. And also, so you can catch uh, other four live shows throughout the week. If you haven't missed them, you can catch up and watch them at your own leisure. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, you can follow them on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, find Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch our podcast version of this fabulous program, Second City Sports, you do, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine box. Is ready? W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, W-A-R-R on Anchor on all podcast platforms. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Smash that like button, share this video, share this content to any and everybody you know. And we are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. If you have any definite opinions on any of our subjects that we're going to talk about today during this two-hour extravaganza we call the Sports Talk Radio Show, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and don't do something stupid, I'm giving Keenan the full boat to give you fools to beer and beer boot. Bye-bye. <laughs> I love she says that. And, and speak, speaking of new platforms, if you haven't heard by now, shame on you. But we're going to remind you one more again, as you young folks would say. Sports on Chicago, you can catch us now on live on Roku TV. That's right. You can catch Sports on Chicago on Roku TV. There it is with that beautiful skyline of the, our great city of Chicago, Illinois, the third largest city in the country. Sports on Chicago is now on Roku. If you have Roku TV, just click on the sports section and type in Sports on Chicago. And there you go. The app is ready for you to access. You can access our programming live in or in or or on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Once again, Sports on Chicago is now on Roku TV. 
All right, so yeah, still got a lot to do so far. So we got a packed show today. Tell everybody what we got on the show. Yes, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're gonna have we're gonna have on Arturo Garza. He's the co-host of the Fundamentals with our good friend in front of the show, Mr. Titus Williams. You can listen to the Fundamentals every Friday from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. On WVON and WVON is on the iHeartRadio app for those of you outside the Chicagoland area. He's going to hop on to talk some Bulls and talk some Bears and he's bringing in a little baseball too. I know he's a Cubs fan. I don't know how much Cubs baseball he's watched this year, but we're going to ask him anyway. At the top of next hour, we're going to have Mike Berman. He's a sports anchor and host over at NBC5 Chicago. He also co-hosts Sports Sunday with Layla Rahimi, another good friend of the show. Uh, we're going to ask him about the Bears. He's going to cover the Bears starting next week as training camp opens around the league and we're going to ask him about his time growing growing up here in Chicago and how he now he's working back in his hometown and at the bottom of next hour we're going to have our our girl our hometown girl from KXRB Radio Sioux Falls South Dakota Miss Christine the Queen Manica to give us her take on sports entertainment and more so we have a full plate for today's show Lakina let's get it started by talking about the all-star game from this past Tuesday from Dodger Stadium Mm-hmm. And I think this is what, uh, what, like 12, like 10, 10 in a row, I, I guess, from uh, the AL as they beat the NL uh, once mm-hmm. again. Uh, Aaron Judge was named MVP of the AL uh, for the AL. Um, it's sort of, it, it was kind of an entertaining game. I mean, of course, you know, Liam Hendricks, of course, we all know, we know how entertaining he is and how he can be. But, uh, yeah, it's, come on, what did you come think on, about? Give me that ball. Give me that ball. <laughs> I know that was a pretty funny because he want he wanted to keep them all the souvenirs. So I was like, yeah, that was that was our, our guy Julio Rodriguez from the Mariners who won the. I guess I don't be trying to you know put the ball get you know get the ball in the stands or whatnot. But uh, yeah, I mean, I actually thought it was pretty enjoyable. I mean, that they oh, of course the opener you know the national anthem was, but uh, we won't talk about that. But uh, we'll probably ask Christine about that in a little bit. But uh, what do you think about the All Star game? Even though it's a lack of scoring, I actually enjoyed the broadcast. I know they tried to do this a few years ago by micing up the players during the game, but instead they had people like Alex Rodriguez running on the field to interview the players uh, in between innings, and I guess it didn't work for Fox. But this time uh, around, they mic'd up the players, as you mentioned, including Liam Hendricks, Alex Manoa, the uh, Manoa, the, the starting pitcher for the Blue Jays. He was actually entertaining and uh, talking to Joe Davis and John Smoltz uh, in the booth. You saw what the players were going through. Uh, we're talking, I'm talking about with the pitchers in each pitch, you know, what type of pitch they were going to throw. And also you saw the friendly interactions with their teammates and with the hitters as well. So I, I thought that was a very cool cool moment. We'll get to the home run derby later. I had some thoughts about that. But for the actual game, uh, it wasn't as great as we thought because it, we live in this office of error. But I actually enjoyed the actual broadcast. I know Fox – uh, had a shade under 8 million viewers, but I thought uh, it, it's a show, and I, I, and I thought it was pretty good from an entertainment aspect of it. Yeah, it's sort of like, it, it, it's, it's, you know, what the All-Star game is supposed to be. It's supposed to be, you know, this you know, entertaining, kind of like free-flowing and such, so it's not, it wasn't meant to be taken seriously. I'm glad that uh, they did away with that whole thing where the winner, you know, gets home, you know, home field. Their league, gets, their their league team gets home field in the uh, in the mm-hmm. World Series, which is was totally absurd. But I'm glad they did away with that. It's just for fun, and so I'm sure there were like some bonuses and whatnot. So it turned out fine and, and whatnot. So yeah, it was sort of, you know, it was yeah, like I said, it was very entertaining for like for that purpose and, and such. 
Yeah. You're listening to Second City Sports, Real Live in the Living Color for a Friday edition right here on Sports Old Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. We're talking about uh, the baseball all-star break, and we're going to give you our quick preview of the second half coming up. Lakina, let's uh, review the home run derby. Your champion is Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals. He beat my guy Julio Rodriguez in the final round by one home, home run in sudden death. But Albert Pujols, Lakina, he thought he was just going to get one round that bad. He did okay. Cal Schrober choked at the end. Uh, a, a couple of uh, key moments there. Uh, all all uh, Albert Pujols' fellow Dominican players came over and, and stood around him and gave him a standing ovation, which I thought was cool. But the uh, I don't know if you caught this, but the moment after that, at the, when Cal Schwarber was choking, Albert Pujols, he, uh, he, after he was getting all his acc- accolades, you can see on his face, like, I got to get up and do it again. Well, he got up and did it again, beat Cal Schwarber to go on to the next round. <laughs> Yeah, it was actually pretty cool. There was actually some people were wondering, like, did they, the ESPN kind of like, you know, dip Schwarber on some of the, the home run tolls because they, they, he was hitting it. He was hitting them like pretty quick. So mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe you know, he got to 20 or, you know, four sudden death or however that worked. But, uh, it, we all, like, it turned out to be a pretty uh, nice moment and such. You know, they, they stopped for a little bit and then, you know, they gave a, a nice standing ovation. You know, he was there with his five kids and it was actually really cool to see. But yeah, I mean, you know, it was. Yeah, look, it was fine for what it was. I felt, I felt like it was, it was still too long. You know, they had the, the clock and stuff, you know, going, you know, they were like, you know, get some time timeouts and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's sort of one of those things where you're, you're kind of like, you know, it was fun. And, like, it was you know, a great showing between two young players, so, you know, like Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez, you know, both under 23. I'm sure you know, we'll see a lot more of them. And mm-hmm. it turned out to be, you know, pretty cool. He's the second, you know, Soto is the second youngest champion of a home run derby. Since it became a thing, he's the second National League Nationals player, I should say, to win the event after Bryce Harper did it in 2018, the first Dominican-born uh, champion since, you know, Cano back in 2011. So, uh, nice little history making there. I mean, look, you know, Rodriguez had a nice showing. You know, I think he, like, he had, like, some like the best distance from all the uh, home runs. Mm, excuse me. So, you know, it was definitely, like, it was it was fun. But, like I said, I, I think they still could have made it shorter. I mean, it was still, still last, like, almost, like, two and a half hours. So. Yeah, because I thought that's what they, they implemented the clock for, to make the event go shorter. But it didn't work. It was still on for at least two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, so it was definitely, yeah, it was definitely kind of like that, that, you know. And, but it's still, like, it was a great show, nonetheless. And, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I still think they should they could have done more. They had, like, the, you know, all the pop and circumstance in Los Angeles and whatnot. So, yeah, it was. I actually tried to be a pretty nice All Star game, All Star weekend in, in in general. Yeah, a couple of quick notes about the All Star uh, game be- uh, festivities before we move on. One shout out to actor Denzel Washington. He did a great tribute speech about Jackie Robinson. Of course, this is the seventy fifth anniversary of Jackie Robinson taking the field for the first time in the Brooklyn Dodgers uniform, breaking the color barrier in Major League Baseball. And number two, Lakina, a back 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 to the home run derby. It was nice for your truly to see um, me of the young rising superstars in the competition. But did you have a problem with names like Aaron Judge and Mike Trout uh, and John Carlos Stanton, who won the All-Star Game MVP, by the way, the following day? Uh, did you have a problem with those uh, very big names not entering the home run derby context, unlike back in the day? Yeah, not really. I mean, I, I can kind of see why some teams and some players probably didn't want their top guys in the derby because of the fact that, you know, you tend to – Lose a little, lose a little bit of luster, lose a little bit of your power in the second half. So, mm-hmm. I, I feel like okay, you know what? If they don't, and look, we still got a great show, so it's, it wasn't mm-hmm. really a big deal for me. 
Yeah, it wasn't for me either. Like I said, my guy Julio Rodriguez almost won. He put on a great first round, the best in total of home runs in history with 32. It was a nice moment with Albert Pujols, as we talked about before. And so I didn't have a problem with it. Of course, Aaron Judge participated back in 2017 in Miami when he was a rookie. So if he, if he doesn't want to do it again, he doesn't have to do it again. It's all about the young stars, and I thought they put on a great show. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's probably what it was all about, and I, I think, like you, like it's been said, said I, I feel like okay, yeah, this is sort of like one of those things where, you know, in closing because we got to get to you know talking about this, you know, getting to the second half of the season. But yeah, I think this is sort of one of those sort of all star games. Like it's for what it, it was fine for what it was. I mean, it was sort of one of those sort of like little things and such. But yeah, so it, it was fine. I mean, like I said before, I say overall it was, you know, I'll give it a solid B. I think, look, you know, it's not meant to be taken seriously. It's the all star game. It's yeah. you know. It's in Los Angeles. You got get guys a chance to kind of let loose and stuff. So it was fine. Yeah. You're listening to Second City Sports. We're live in the Living Color for our Friday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. Let's get into our preview of the second half of the season for both our baseball teams. We'll get the Cubs out of the way, Lakina. They start the second half tonight in Philadelphia. Tonight's game for you Cubs fans is at 6 10 p.m. Central Standard Time on Apple TV Plus. Once again, tonight's game between the Cubs and Phillies will be on Apple TV Plus, not marquee, starting at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Lakina, uh, we talked about this all year long. It's, it's, it's going to start the countdown on which veterans are going to be moved from this Cubs team by the August 2nd trade deadline. Wilson Contreras, who was an all-star. We have Kyle Hendricks, perhaps Ian Happ, who was an all-star for the first time this year. Are we watching their last games in the Cubs uniform? And we'll have to wait and see what Jed Hoyer does. I think this is sort of one of those instances where you're kind of wondering, like, okay, what's does he even have, does what's the plan? And I think that's sort of like a thing that's probably that's that's missing here. And I and, and like we've been saying, I mean, look, we just to see if they can try to get something from you know, for them, and you know, we can you know talk about like all the trades and stuff. But yeah, I mean, look, we just see if this is sort of like because we're getting closer and closer to the trade deadline. It's, it's next week, so maybe well, this is going to be the last series. So we'll have to wait and see. And for the Chicago White Sox, they are three games behind the Minnesota Twins as they resume play tonight against the Cleveland Guardians. They're one game back of Cleveland for second place. Tonight's game, White Sox fans, is on Apple TV Plus starting at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Not NBC Sports Chicago, Apple TV Plus starting at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time tonight. The Cleveland Guardians are here for a four-game weekend series. We have one tonight, two tomorrow, and then the finale on Sunday. Lakina. I'm kind of worried about Rick Hahn, the GM of the White Sox. Uh, he's going, he usually speaks to the media before uh, every homestand. Uh, we haven't heard any news about Luis Robert, their star center fielder. Uh, he missed the last three games of that twin series due to uh, head like uh, symptoms, lightheadedness. Uh, I hope is I hope the news is 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 good news. Uh, I hope it's not bad news, but we'll see what happens if we have any updates between now and at the end of the show. We'll give them to you, but. Uh, I, I kind of have. I'm not as panicky as some Sox fans are on on social media, but in, they can miss him in the short term. But in the long term, they're going to need Luis Robert and for them to reach that goal and make it into the playoffs or perhaps go far. This I know everybody's wondering, like, what is this the uh, sort of like the thing for the White Sox? And you know, I know that people are going to say, because I've heard people say, well, you know, they got the best, you know, the worst schedule or the well, the easy schedule and whatnot. Mm -hmm in the uh in the national league i mean in, in all of major league baseball but you wonder like okay they got to go like maybe 35 and 35 to at least have a shot but i'm wondering at this point like what what is it about 
you know, I'm I'm not I'm not seeing it yet. I mean, I need because mm-hmm. I'm not seeing any consistency from this team. So like, I'm wondering. I don't know. I mean, I know everybody. I know some White Sox fans are heard like others say, well, you know, they they still have a shot. I mean, yeah, they do. But again, it doesn't really. You know, where's the consistency? Or is are is Lance Lynn going to be able to write the ship? Is everything else going to turn out fine? But I, I don't know. It's sort of one of those days where I just I just don't trust this team at this point, and it's unfortunate that I feel that way. Yeah, I know they had to show a little bit more, and I'm with you on that boat at least halfway. What gives me hope is what they did to Minnesota last weekend, taking three out of four there. Uh, my understanding, Lance lived um, bad performance last Saturday, but they're starting to beat the teams within their division. The offense is starting to show up. Jose Abreu's bat is heating up as usual. Johan Makata is coming around very well right now. Hopefully he needs, he needs to have a, a big second half. Andrew Vaughn, who I thought was the MVP of the Twin Series, he had two or more RBI in each of those four games in, at Minnesota last week. And also, too, Tim Anderson, uh, he's starting to pick it up a little bit. I know he had his first all-star start on this past Tuesday, but uh, I think uh, if he stays healthy, then that's going to make that Sox offense that much more dangerous. They just need to hit the ball consistently. And they need to start winning games at home. They've been very good on the road this year above 500, but there's, I believe, six games under 500 at Sox Park. And that needs to change. And I said this last week, and I'll say it again. Lance Lynn needs to have a 2005 Jose Contreras type second half. He needs to be dominant. Even if he doesn't get the win personally, the Sox needs to win his games. And Lynn just needs to be more consistent on the mound. And I think that's going to be the thing. And hopefully he can write this show because I think, look, the old, like I said, the only thing about the White Sox is that they're in the AL Central. So they still mm-hmm. have a shot to win the division. They're still they're within three. But, you know, they started it off tonight. If they don't win three out of four against the Guardians, you know, things you're going to be right back where you started before the All-Star break. So we'll see what happens. Going into the rest of the, uh, this weekend's schedule, you got the Angels and the the Braves. That should be interesting. Uh, well, that should be an interesting uh, you know, matchup there. We'll see how uh, – I don't know if Otani is going to be pitching this this series, but uh, it'll be interesting him and, uh, against Acuna Jr. That should be a, a fun one. Miami versus Pittsburgh. Uh, the Yankees, they they lose uh, both those games against the Astros last night, so I'm sure they're going to be smarting. Uh, we'll see how Baltimore does, how they are uh, coming back. That's going to be an interesting series as well. Uh, San Diego and the Mets. I think the Mets – Hmm, that should be an interesting series as well. The Padres a possible has, playoff preview. Maybe, maybe we'll see. That should be a that should be interesting. Toronto and Boston. That should be a fun one. I think both teams are trying to kind of jockey for position to be like right there in the uh, the AL wild card. Uh, the the Marlins and the Pirates. Uh, the you know the Rockies and the Brewers. That should be an interesting series. Uh, Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Texas and Oklahoma, Oakland. Uh, Washington and Arizona, Houston and Seattle. Seattle trying to, uh, you know, build off that 14 games in a row. We'll see if they yep, can keep it up against. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if they can keep it up against Houston and the Giants and the Dodgers. That should be a fun one. They had a, that was a really good one last night too. That was like yes, kind of a yes. back and forth, like five nothing. You know, the Dodgers were up five nothing. You know, Giants came back. They took the lead, but like Mookie Betts' uh, three run home run kind of you know put that game away. Yep. And also, too, we have Washington at Arizona to round out the uh, weekend schedule. Your national television schedule for this week. Uh, Fox Saturday Baseball will have San Francisco and the Dodgers. Most of the nation will get to see that game at 6.15 p.m. And 
those of us in the Chicagoland area will get Cleveland at the White Sox. So those are your games on Fox for this coming week. Your Sunday Peacock game will be the Chicago Cubs at the Philadelphia Phillies. Jason Benet will have fun with that. <laughs> That's 11 o'clock a.m. on Sunday. Schools will be on Peacock and your Sunday night baseball game of the week on ESPN in San Diego at New York to take on the Mets. FS1, you got Houston and Seattle. That's for tomorrow at 310. And the second half of that doubleheader will be uh, Texas and Oakland. So I'm sure there won't be any crowd shots with that one, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> May be paper fans, but well, never mind. Let's let us let us get out of here, Lakeem, before I stick, shoot myself in the foot. <laughs> All right, we're going to get our busy, busy, our busy show uh, going right now. We'll talk to WBO and Arturo Garcia as he talks Bears. They start training camp next week you know a little bit of bulls and maybe some baseball as well so we kick off our guest uh power uh 90 minutes i guess <laughs> yeah. like that so Cindy brown lakina mcgee second c sports on sports on chicago and we'll see you in a bit progressive presents the sports flash on the sports zone chicago the Cubs open up a series at Philadelphia tonight. It'll be a 6.05 Central first pitch. 3-6 and six lefty Justin Steele starts for Chicago. The Phillies counter with 5-3 and three right-hander Kyle Gibson. Philadelphia heads into this one with wins in three straight, 6-10, of 10, their third in the National League East, eight and a half games behind the first place Mets. The Cubs are fourth in the National League Central. They snapped the nine-game losing skid heading into the break. Right now, the Cubs are 14 and a half games out of first place. The White Sox square off with the Guardians tonight. 7-10 Central first pitch in Chicago. Neither team has announced the starting pitcher. The Guardians are second behind the Twins, two games out of first place. The White Sox are just three games out of first. Just a couple days away from the start of Bears training camp, things get underway on Tuesday, July the 26th. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Staples has everything for school at great prices. So this year, you won't go back to school. You'll be ready to move forward and master fifth grade math. I can't do this. It's impossible. Uh, not you, Dad. Your daughter. Staples will help her move forward. Ah, right. Right now, Staples comp books and number two pencils are just 50 cents each. Plus, two pocket paper folders are only 25 cents each. Everything on your list at amazing prices. Staples, we're not going back. We're going forward to school. Ends 827 in-store. Only limit 30. Wendy's knows cold and soggy fries are the worst. So soggy. That's why we're serving up hot and crispy fries all day, every day. And all night. Until close. With natural cut potatoes, sea salted to perfection. Show me that potato skin. Wendy's hot and crispy aren't like other fries. We're your dream fry. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's hot and crispy fries. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. If yours aren't, bring them back and we'll replace them.
Welcome back to the Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina Scorpion on the IG. If you have a question for our, for our first guest, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube, type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But here's another friendly reminder. You have a Roku television. Just go to the sports section and type in Sports on Chicago, and you can access Sports on Chicago's programming live and on, on demand. That's right. Get up, Chicago. Sports on Chicago is now on Roku TV. So check us out there as well. Our first guest, Lakina, WFAN New York may have their own version of TNT with Tiki and Tierney, but here in Chicago, we have our own version of TNT. That's T-Dub Titus Williams, good friend of the show, and Arturo Garza, a.k.a. DJ Turnby. So joining us to discuss the Bears and a, a little bit more around Chicago sports <laughs> and the NFL, we're going to welcome in a first-timer to Second City Sports. You can follow him on the Twitter at Arturo Garza 04. Once again, at Arturo Garza 04. Here comes DJ Turbine. Welcome to the show, my man. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. This is awesome. No, no problem. problem. Yeah, just to give a reminder, you can catch the fundamentals tonight and every Friday night from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. Central Standard Time on WVON. If you live outside the Chicago area, no sweat. Just download the iHeartRadio app, type in WVON Chicago. You can access their programming right there. Uh, DJ Turbine, let's get it started by talking Bears football. I know the rookies, are, yeah, the rookies are supposed to report tomorrow. The veterans on Tuesday. Uh, the first, very first practice is on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, before we really break it down, what is your outlook on the Bears for this upcoming season? There's a lot of prognosticators and pundits on, on their thinking that the Bears are going to be like Jacksonville or <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. some of the worst teams in the league, maybe the New York football Giants. But what is your uh, – a quick outlook on the Bears for this upcoming 2022 season. All right. Well, when it comes to the Bears right now, I I love the team. I'm not going to say that I, you know, I'm putting my heart out there right now. But mm-hmm. realistically speaking, I do understand that uh, first year with Eberflus, and we really gutted the team in a sense of most of our backbone. So I wouldn't say the hype of the season is going to be uh, wins and losses. is going to be development. That's where you're going to be, you know, watching for this year. Record-wise, I have this team going eight and nine this whole season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, first year for Eberflus, I like that. And there could be more storylines that are probably going to be developing down the line. But for right now, that's where I see them, middle of the pack, 500, maybe in a, they can go with nine and eight on a good, you know, because they do have a very easy schedule this year, too. Yeah, that's probably like the one thing that the, the, that yes, fans, the one kinda, thing the one thing that Bears can kind of Bears has kind of build on that. Uh, how if, you, if any hope, you know. Well, yeah, a little bit, maybe a little bit. But uh, after uh, going to the wide receiving core for a second, after Darna mm-hmm. Mooney, I mean, they drafted Bayless Jones. You know, folks are concerned about his age. He's twenty six. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Byron Pringle is another guy they picked up. So. What do you think about the core? And you know, we'll, we'll get to Justin Fields in a second. But sure, sure. what do you think about the what do you think about the core as a, as a whole for the Bears that receiving core? Other than Mooney, because he's probably the only guy that you're gonna say he's you know kind of ticks all the boxes. Other than that, um, I am curious to see Nikhil Harry. Um, 
I'm not going to expect much from him, but I do understand that he is a guy who came from a situation in which he feels in his, you know, situation that he didn't get the, you know, most fair shake of it. And I feel that means he's going to come in here with at least something to prove and what better place to do it here in Chicago. So I'm going to have at least expectations for him to at least produce based solely off that he needs to perform just for his career to continue, whether it's going to be here in Chicago or somewhere else down the line. But the production will be here in Chicago for the, you know, for the immediate future. Other than that, I do would like to see what Aquanum the St. Brown can do. Uh, it's a very big body receiver and Chicago, other than Aquanimus are very short and the did add a little bit of size too. He's about six, four, but other than these two gentlemen, the rest of them are about six, one and below. But we got speed over there. Uh, speaking of speed, Byron Pringle, uh, veteran experience, David Moore. He's another guy I want to look into because he might have had a, you know, he was bouncing around last year a lot, but in Seattle, he was, he, he was one of Russell's targets. So he proved to be at least a reliable threat in the red zone. But I think he had about, if I remember correctly, 13 tar- uh, touchdowns his whole career in Seattle. And mm-hmm. so that's about, you know, that's something I want to see here in Chicago, but I'm not going to say that he has a guaranteed spot. Most of these guys I've mentioned are all fighting for a spot. So yeah, it's up and down. I'll say there's a lot of talent and, you know, opportunity for guys who don't really get a fair shake on other teams that can possibly get more reps here and maybe do something with it. Again, I said, most of these guys that we don't know what we're going to get, but at least the production will be here for the Chicago Bears in the immediate future. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the Bears offense, Arturo. Mm -hmm. Uh, You look at it on paper with the lack of playmakers from the wide receiver position, but you look at the running backs. Khalil Herbert is very good. You saw what he did in the absence of David Montgomery when you missed those six games last year. Of course, Montgomery's back healthy, and Justin Fields, we're sure we're going to, like Lakina said, we'll get more into him later. But what do you expect from this Bears offense? Me personally, even with all this we're talking about right now, it's, there's no excuse they should score at least 25 to 27 points a ball game, especially in this NFL, which the, the rules are, are favoring the offensive players. You're saying about 25, 27 points yeah. is where you want to see them? Yeah. I personally have them around like 22 to 24. If they can get into that, I would say success. And not to plug my own show, but I want to see this Bears offense go to the fundamentals because it just feels that things got complicated. And I feel like, I want you guys to go back to old school Chicago Bears style football, which would be run, uh, running the game, uh, uh, running the football. You do have Khalil, as you uh, said, and David Montgomery. You have a couple of the options. I feel like the, right now, let's not put so much on Justin's shoulders. Maybe let the game come to him. Get it's you have to set up certain things for him because, quite frankly, last year. Let's just say confidence-wise, he was not set up for success, and this year you have to build it up. And quite frankly. Let's just go from ground zero and up. Let's start with a run game. And once the run game gets going, then you can go to a play action. And with a quarterback like Justin, that is just going to help us out so much more. And there is no question that if it's passing. I've never questioned Justin Fields' passing ability. I just questioned that the people behind him were not probably looking out for his best interests as opposed to their own interests. But that's another story. And <laughs> but uh, for right now, that's where I want to see this offense go. And then the O line itself—that is such a big question because oh, I still personally don't feel like they've done enough to add uh, the bodies they have at this point. It seems like this is it, uh, barring an injury in camp or something like that, or in preseason. You know, God willing, they don't have any injuries. But I don't want to see this team back in injuries, you know, situation again like last year. But um, 
I see this offensive line, like, if you can keep it simple again, fundamentals, running, running the football, get these guys confidence. It's the same, it's the same thing with Justin, the same thing with these O-line. You're going to have a very young combination of offensive linemen, barring Cody Whitehair and Lucas Patrick. The tackles are either going to be Larry Borum and a – it could be either Braxton Jones, the rookie we just drafted, or it could be Tevin Jenkins from last year, who unfortunately fell out of favor in the starting rotation. So we don't know really where that's going to be. That's where there's, like, a lot of question exactly. So, mm, like, it's just a lot of question marks right now. But if you keep it to the – like I said, keep it to the fundamental. Let's run the ball. Let's just focus on, like, one down at a time, one first down at a time, you know, and then we'll just – it builds. And I'm, you know, at this point, anything other than Matt Nagy last year. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I think a lot of Bears fans feel that way. Uh, mm-hmm. Going, switching gears to talk about the defense, of course. Here we know Irifus is a defensive, yeah. you know, coach. Uh, not a lot of players. I mean, you know, Roquan Smith, uh, Jalen Johnson. We'll see if Robert Quinn's still here by, you know, my <laughs> <one>. camp. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you think about the, what's your expectations for the defense? I think that's probably like the best question I could ask you. See, I actually expect this defense to be probably middle of the pack next year in, like, rankings. Let's say, like, I'm not expecting to be top 10 by any means, but at least if they can crack top 20 to push top 15 and probably your yardage and, you know, points allowed, I think you're going to set the foundation of what Ibafus wants to put out there and expect Lovey Smith's style of, like, production in a sense of, like, it's going to take time because he's going to have to get the players that he knows he wants to trust out there. And it's first year. We don't know who he trusts, quite frankly. You gotta, you're got only going to see that when you see it on the field. When you see him, you know, when you see certain players out there in certain situations, that's when you're going to realize, oh, he trusts him. He trusts him and him. So right now it's kind of like I expect them to, one, run, 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 as he already explained to us. He said, I'm going to have these guys run into the ball. And quite frankly, that already makes me think of uh, – Rob Marinelli, not even Lovey, because I remember Rob Marinelli used to have a Velcro defense. He used to call it Velcro. What does that mean? It means when you run to the ball carrier, I don't even care if you take him down. Just keep a hand on him for somebody else to come. It's because he wants people to consistently hustle. Keep running. That's what the whole run mentality means. And I love seeing that again because, quite frankly, last year, I've or even the season before that, I've seen guys give up on plays or at least look like, hey, you could have had a little bit extra here or, you know, players that – Gave up on plays way too early. That never really happened in those old school mentalities. And I'm hoping that that's what Eberflus really instills back into the defense, which could, you know, anything could happen next year. Uh, Roquan, I expect him to have a heck of a season. Look out for Jaquan Brisker. Really, I really feel like this kid is going to be a Cam Chancellor, uh, uh, Tyron Matthew hybrid player. He's going to be in the box, he's going to be in zone, he's going to be in the back, he's, he's just going to be all over that defensive field, in my opinion, and he's going to make Eddie Jackson's life a lot easier. You're listening to Second City Sports, live in the Living Color, the Friday edition, right here on Sports on Chicago, we're talking with Arturo Garza, aka DJ Turbine, from the sports show Fundamentals, you can listen to it on WVON tonight and every Friday night from 9pm to midnight central standard time. Uh, DJ Turbine, let's switch it over to basketball. The Chicago Bulls, they Let's brought basketball back to the Windy City. 46 wins, but they bowed down the first round to the Milwaukee Bucks in five games. They resigned Zach Levine the offseason, but they picked up Gordon Dragic, and they picked up Andre Drummond in a one-in-one deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still shaking my mm-hmm. head at that one, but do you think the Bulls have done enough? Uh, 
call me crazy unless you know something I don't know. Uh, and I give this Bulls front office credit. In, you know, as we said, Lakina, uh, bad boys move in silence and AK in Mark Eversley. But do you think that the Bulls uh, management has done enough? Because uh, unless you know something I don't know, I, I don't see a shooter on this team. So I understand that when it comes to shooting, because let's be honest, when we came into the offseason, the biggest needs that the Chicago Bulls needed was shooting. Mm-hmm. and interior presence and mm-hmm. on the offense and defensive glass. Let's be honest about that. Mm-hmm. Did they address part of that this offseason? I will say the the presence a little bit. Shooting, no. I'll be honest. They didn't add nothing. But what they basically told me what they are running back and more importantly, and I could at least say that this actually does need to happen, mm-hmm. is continuity. And you are getting back a pretty much minus uh, one or two players the whole core from last year. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's actually really important because quite frankly, if you do look back at some of these last champions, most of these teams have been together. There's, there hasn't been a one and done team that came together like the Raptors, you know, even the Raptors to a degree where, you know, minus Kawhi Leonard, you look at Kyle Lowry, you look at the Fred Van Fleet or Pascal Siak, those guys were together. You know, they did get the one guy to push them over the hump, but most teams, you know, championship teams, they just don't happen overnight. And you can't keep, you know, pulling and plugging players. You know, most Bulls fans were, you know, in up and all in discussion of should we keep Rudy go, I mean, go for Rudy Gobert and get rid of Vucevic. That could happen. But then you're starting over at a position when a sense of having a new guy can start at ground zero. And then not mm-hmm. just him being at ground zero, you got other guys that got to, you know, acclimate themselves to his game and so on and so forth. So I understand the where. We didn't get shooting for sure. You know, I do, a, you know, to a degree, Drogic, when he played a full season in Miami last year, he had a really weird season in Toronto and in Brooklyn in another lineup. So I, I I will give him a pass last year because he did shoot about underneath, I want to say in the 20s. So it wasn't the best. So, but his last year mm-hmm. in Miami, he was very effective. And I do want to say that him going to a team where he can at least have an off season and have another time to, and that's also one something I do want to say that. This team having the opportunity, like with Andre Drummond coming in and Dragic, both these guys really haven't had the fair shake of having a full season with a squad. And I'm hoping that the Bulls break the trend with both these players. Have these guys come in, full training camps, full everything. They have their role. They go through the whole season. If you look at uh, Andre Drummond, his last three seasons, he's been on like, no, no, three seasons. And he's been involved in like, I believe, either a trade, a buyout, or a trade, or a release, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he spent mm-hmm. time with him last year. It was Brooklyn and Philly. The year before that, it was L.A. and Cleveland. The year yep. before that, Cleveland and Detroit. What kind of what kind of stability for any NBA player is that? So I want to say that at least Drummond coming in, having a full season, hopefully, could be beneficial for him. Drogic last year got traded from Miami to Toronto, had a couple games in Toronto, didn't finish the season there clearly. Got his buyout, went to Brooklyn, and he even he he told us that he in the interview over in us uh, over there in Olymp- where he's playing Olympic ball, he ended up saying that Brooklyn was a mess. So he, he can really realize how, mm-hmm. how what kind of comfortability we're gonna build there. At okay. least here we have a GM and a uh, VP that are clearly trying to build something here, and you can see that the good direction is trending in the right direction. So I'm hoping that. I'm not asking for the, you know, I'm not saying that I'm going to get the the last, like, 2018 Dragic and Drummond, you know, the last time they're all-stars. I'm, I'm not getting that. I'm just hoping that 
when crunch time comes, that these guys will be guys that can move the needle and at least push us to a certain direction. And again, continuity, continuity. Do you expect uh, Akin Eversley to make any like you know sort of like surprise moves? You know, hey, surprise! Like you guys, you want like maybe the drum and maybe the drum and dragon size. Maybe those were kind of like those kind of came out of nowhere. But do yeah, you see anything did. else up? Anything up their sleeves? Uh, to be honest, I didn't see Dragic and or Drummond being come to this team. I, both signings were completely out of left field for me. But I said, you know, hey, last year I actually pushed for Dragic to come to the team during when he uh, was looking after his buyout. But as of right now, I don't see them making any other moves unless they – on the other move, only other move unless I can see happening is a Kobe White trade if if something comes to the table. But at this point, they said that they've had enough come to their way and nothing's enticed them to, you know, say, okay. Bart, someone told me a while back, um, oh, the Lakers offered Taylor Horton Tucker for Kobe White straight up. And me and Titus actually said we both would take that. You know, why not? You know, bring to bring the Chicago native back home. You know, we can always use another mm-hmm. wing over here. At that point, then we were over here like, so if that's what we would take, well, we would take. Obviously, you know, that's why we're not in the front office. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it? What is what is it that the, the the Bulls are looking for? Looking for like an actual first round pick, or are they not getting that? Are they you know are they saying want certain protections around the draft pick? You know, that you that's the only thing to see that could possibly materialize. And if that happens. They could only possibly do it for a pick, and then they could open up a roster spot, and then who knows? Somebody can come in. We're heading down the home stretch with Arturo Garza, a.k.a. DJ Turbine from the WVON Sports Show, The Fundamentals, right here on Second City Sports Live in the Living Club, the Friday edition, right here on Sports on Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. Before we move on, Arturo, uh, one more question from me uh, about the Chicago Bulls. Lonzo Ball, there was reports at least over the last couple of weeks saying that he's progressed, but not to the timetable like like the bulls would like but uh, me personally i'm not saying i'm not worried i'm concerned but do you expect him to be healthy for a training camp or do you think uh, uh this kind of problem may continue with him being injury prone because you saw what we did he did like with the bulls last mm-hmm. year when he was healthy oh, oh i absolutely love what he did last year with the bulls and they need him if if they have any hope to try and compete for a title they need him in the lineup and the thing though was, I would if you would have asked me this question before the Goran Dragic signing, I would have probably said we're on good pace. But it, I couldn't help but after seeing the Dragic signing, just it just it pushed me all, all that way. Like man, uh, is that he's mm-hmm. always not ready, and that's and that that is an emergency contingency plan that you do because you don't want to be cut with you know your metaphorical pants you know down in the raw situation, but you wanted a guy to be ready to go and Drudge is a guy who would fill in a emergency need. And in my opinion, you don't know what you're going to do with Kobe and Ayo is the only other real point guard you have on the team. And you don't really want to put, you know, Caruso back in point. I want to see Caruso personally back off the bench, be the defensive, you know, havoc wreaker that he, he is. He's that's his natural role. You know, don't put more on the plate of somebody, especially if you didn't need to, but with a lack of a point guard, you get Dragic, and that's what makes me. That's what raises my concern. So, will we see Lonzo go to camp? Possibly, but I've heard that because we've seen him at summer league walking around, and you know he skipped a little bit. But the word is that he he picks up workouts, and then it, the knee flares up again, and yeah. that's the problem. So it's not even that he can't or like oh I I'm seeing it with my eyes walking at you know around in the you know I see I just saw him at the mall. Yeah, okay, but the thing is 
if he puts any workout, any any kind of stress on the knee, it acts up again. So this is a injury that seems like you know when it's, it's a bone bruise. So and it's a real tricky injury, and people sometimes don't come back from that. You know, fingers crossed. I'm not going down that path. I'm you know he's taking a lot of precautions and. You saw he didn't even have the Bulls staff uh, examine him yeah. or take care of him. He has his own doctors taking care of him because he doesn't trust. You know, I'm, I'm saying he don't trust, but it's my body, my, you know, my decision. Going to the diamond, uh, the White Sox, they have, you know, quote unquote, the easiest schedule in the second half. Do you see that perhaps they make it a run and perhaps try to uh, take control of that AL Central? I'd say this is not the best opportunity for them to make a run right now. Uh, I say that. This is more of Titus's topic. Uh, he usually covers the Sox, and I go for the Northsiders. And but I do say that the Sox have the best opportunity if they can get. Honestly, they're they're too good to be where they're at right now, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I say that this is the best opportunity for them to at least right the ship. And hopefully, you know, you know the old adage: curing wins all. Curing wins all. So if you can get a couple wins and stack them, some maybe the morale changes in the room. I'll ask you about the Cubs and uh, uh, Turbine. Uh, how many games have you actually watched from start to finish this year? Oh, and how gosh. many how many <laughs> veterans do you expect to go between now and the August second trade deadline? It's a good one. You caught me out guard with that one. <laughs> That's what we do over here at Second City Sports. <laughs> I, like, I like it. I like. I it. was trying to spare you, Arturo. I was trying to spare you. Thank you. I appreciate it. But, you know, hey, I have to be honest. I am the Cubs fan, and I ch- I chose that, you know. But uh, what was it? Uh, it's not 2016, and I know that for a fact. Uh, how many games have I watched? Uh, only a handful because I'm still was trying to get my hand. It took me a part way to get uh, the marquee app so I could uh, start viewing my apps and what viewing them. I watched a couple, and uh, <laughs> it's funny because uh, earlier this season, you remember when they went on that little heater in the beginning of the season yeah. where they made everyone mm-hmm. look made everyone made them feel good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at the studio, me and Titus at the world, everybody there was just hyping me up, and I was me and uh, our uh, program director Delvin Randall are the two big Cub fans. They just kept trying to tell us like, "Yo, you guys happy? You guys happy?" And I just kept saying. No, and they're like, wow, you guys look, you guys are in a good spot and everything. I was like, this is the height of my season. <laughs> I, I know what's going to happen after this. And now we're at this point. And they looked at me like, wow, you were right. I was like, I told you. So you just try to. <laughs> so at this point, yeah, that was probably the last time I watched a full game because at, at, it, it just, it was magical. Tell everyone about your show on VO. And for those of you who don't, those outside Chicago who made, you know, to download the app and such, you know, tell you know, what you and Titus do and about the show and such. Sure. Uh, we're on every Friday from nine to midnight and uh, VR web programming is normally a little bit of political, a little bit more serious. So on the program, we like to end the weekly programming with some fun sports talk, because quite frankly, what's more relaxing than just getting around with your buddies and just, you know, talking about, you know, just some of the fun stuff in sports that, you know, can at least entertain you or make people mad. Who knows, you know, what mm. the situation brings up. And it's just an opportunity for people just to, you know, like I said, relax and just, you know, take a little mood off and, you know, throws a little monkey wrench into a normal program would normally be in VON. But uh, the name of the program, like we said, was The Fundamentals. And it's also about teaching people, again, if you don't know sports, we'll try to break it down for you in the, the most fundamental way possible. You know, if we talk about something, oh, wait, we don't know what that is. Uh, this is what that means. And this is what that means, you know, so on and so forth. 
All right. Before we uh, close out, um, DJ Turbine, I just want to say uh, thank you guys for letting me on your show back in April. I, I've been listening to it ever, ever since then. I listened to it before then, but you hey, and Titus are having that great debate back and forth with this Cubs, Sox, <laughs> the NBA, uh, Bulls, uh, everything yep, else. Yep. You, you guys have a great uh, report back and forth. I just want to say thank um, you. you guys uh, keep up the great work. Of course, not to toot my own horn, as you would say, uh, Turbine, but your show is going to be on that program again tonight talking baseball. I can't wait to jump on with you guys you go exactly you i was just gonna say sydney you're gonna join us tonight 9 30 yep. very excited for that thank you again for joining us yeah i'll break away from that apple tv coverage of white Sox baseball though about you know both our baseball teams are on that channel tonight so yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so we'll find ways to stream that but yeah i'll be on there tonight to talk uh chicago baseball or who will who else knows what can pop up? But uh, we like to thank you for joining us uh, today on Second City Sports. Great job, you and Titus. Keep up the great work. Tell Titus I said what's up. Of course, I'll speak to you guys on, on the radio show tonight. But tell Titus we said what's up. We're going to definitely have you and him. Hopefully, we can have you guys back on this program together soon. Hopefully. Thank you for having me. Appreciate the time. Thanks. Thanks. You stay safe, Arturo. Thank you, Lakina. All right. Take care. Thank you, Sydney. All right. Once again, that's Arturo Garza, a.k.a. DJ Turbine, the co-host of the WVON Sports Show, The Fundamentals. You can catch that program tonight at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on WVON. If you're outside the Chicagoland area, you can download the iHeartRadio app and search for WVON Chicago. You can access that program right there. Lakina, our number one is in the books. Our number two is straight ahead as our guest buffet continues We'll have sports reporter and anchor from NBC5 Chicago, Mike Berman, who also covers the Bears. He's going to join us. He's going to make his debut on the program. He's going to talk Bears, Bulls, Chicago baseball, and growing up in the city of Chicago and now working in his hometown. And at the bottom of the next hour, our homegirl, Christine, the Queen Manica, is going to give uh, she's going to give us her commentary on sports, entertainment, and more. So you stay right there. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to the Friday edition of Second City Sports Live and in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. The Cubs open up a series at Philadelphia tonight. It'll be a 6.05 Central first pitch. 3-6 lefty Justin Steele starts for Chicago. The Phillies counter with 5-3 right-hander Kyle Gibson. Philadelphia heads into this one with wins in three straight, 6-10, their third in the National League East, eight and a half games behind the first-place Mets. The Cubs are fourth in the National League Central. They snapped a nine-game losing skid heading into the break. Right now, the Cubs are 14 and a half games out of first place. The White Sox square off with the Guardians tonight. 7-10 Central first pitch in Chicago. Neither team has announced the starting pitcher. The Guardians are second behind the Twins, two games out of first place. The White Sox are just three games out of first. Just a couple days away from the start of Bears training camp, things get underway on Tuesday, July the 26th. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Staples has everything for school at great prices. So this year, you won't go back to school. You'll be ready to move forward and master fifth grade math. I can't do this. It's impossible. Uh, not you, Dad. Your daughter. Staples will help her move forward. Ah, right. Right now, Staples comp books and number two pencils are just 50 cents each. Plus, two pocket paper folders are only 25 cents each. Everything on your list at amazing prices. Staples, we're not going back. We're going forward to school. Ends 827 in store. Only limit 30. 
Monday. Wendy's knows cold and soggy fries are the worst. So soggy. That's why we're serving up hot and crispy fries all day, every day, and all night until close. With natural cut potatoes, sea salted to perfection. Show me that potato skin. Wendy's hot and crispy aren't like other fries. We're your dream fry. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's hot and crispy fries. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. If yours aren't, bring them back and we'll replace them. You got to love those teasers as we mm. kick it right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Welcome back to our number two of Second City Sports, real live and in living color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakeem McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D A zero. S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. And also, too, we are now on Roku TV. Make sure you, if you have a Roku television, just tap into the sports section and make sure you download Sports Zone Chicago today and make sure you catch us live and or on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. If you don't have a Roku TV, make sure you download the app on your phone, on your laptop, wherever you can download your apps. And make sure you, you can now access Sports on Chicago on Roku TV. So make sure you catch us on Roku TV as well today. And also, too, you have a question or comment for us during our next 60 minutes or so extravaganza we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Mike Berman from NBC5 Chicago Sports will join us coming up. We'll talk Bears, Bulls, and Chicago baseball with him. And we'll have our girl, Christine, the Queen Manica, at the bottom of the hour to give us her sports commentary and more. Lakina, you, I know you wanted to get into uh, some news from around the NFL. News broke yesterday that Kyler Murray uh, has a new contract over five years or over $240 million. Tell us about it. Yeah, it's sort of, you know, there, there was like this push-pull, you know, he deleted all the air, you know, all the Cardinal stuff from his uh, social media platforms, and he put it, it back on after about a month, and then everything else, so he's got about, I think, like about 46 million, like lower 46 million mm. uh, guarantee, I believe, which is the second highest uh, in, in the NFL fell behind, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, we'll get, you know, we won't talk about the other stuff, but mm -hmm. uh, also Pat Mahomes as well, so 230 million, 160 million guaranteed for injury in case he gets injured, and we'll make 105 million fully guaranteed upon signing the official sign of the deal. So I guess you know, they they go to training camp next next week. So I guess that's when it will be officially official. So what do you think about that that deal? Said uh, what is this? You know, if you're Lamar Jackson, you're thinking, hmm, what is this here? <laughs> uh, nice shot with that Eddie Olchek reference. Officially official. <laughs> tremendously tremendous. I know this is what he says. But uh, mm -hmm. Kyler Murray, I know some people complained about it because he's not a top five quarterback. Uh, what is he doing with this deal? First of all, I say congratulations to that young man. Get as much money as you can because 
we all know, Lakina, that in the NFL, the contracts are not fully guaranteed. So you have to get mm-hmm. as much upfront money, guaranteed money as you can. Is he a top five quarterback? No. Is he in that next range between eight and 15? Yes, but he still has to improve on uh, taking care of that football and staying healthy because the trend that has been uh, played throughout his young career is that he'll start off hot, but he's injury prone after the Thanksgiving day break uh, going down to the playoffs. You saw what happened with Arizona last year. They got out to that hot start. They were the top seed in the wild in the NFC and the injuries mm-hmm. including uh, injury to him. slowed slowed that team down. You saw they lost in, in the wild card round to the now uh, eventual champ Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. And so what Cal Murray needs to do, he still needs to improve. Because he's still a good quarterback. He needs to improve also, but he needs to stay healthy. And I well, think that's the number one thing. Yeah, I think that's sort of been the things for the last couple of years. He needs to kind of bulk up a little bit because he's very he's very small in stature to begin with. So he definitely has mm-hmm. to, you know, sort of you know, bulk up a little bit if he wants wants to be like right there in you know that that top tier. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. But uh yeah, I love some of the the you know, his former uh coach over at Oklahoma, of course, now USC Lincoln Riley. You know, says some nice things about how to congratulate him, Marquise Hollywood, Marquise Hollywood Brown, who they actually, people forget they actually, he and uh, Murray actually played together when they were at Oklahoma. So, you know, he had a nice little uh, throwback picture uh, with with them together. They all got to like, look like little babies back then. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's like he wasn't Hollywood yet. He was just Marquise Brown. You know, the Hollywood, they didn't come until he got into the league. But, uh, you know, but it's funny. But, yeah, I mean, look, I think you're you're kind of improving more now. You got the GMs, you know, still there at Arizona. Cliff Kingsbury got his new deal. You know, now Kyle Murray's got his his new deal. So mm-hmm. now, if you're an Arizona fan, you're a Cardinals fan. I'm sure there are some out there. You know, you're kind of now improving on now. Let let's see what this team can mm-hmm. do when they can. But that they're in a very tough division, the NFC West. So mm-hmm. now, now, now everything's sort of wrapped up and such. So let's get to let's get to the meat and potato. Let's get to the football part of it. Yeah, this current season for the Arizona Cardinals will be important. Was last year a fluke, or can they build upon it? And they're going to have a tough start because DeAndre Hawkins, a star wide receiver who was also injured last year at various points last year, uh, he's going to be suspended for the first six games of the year because of uh, alleged uh, PED use and so that went against the NFL's policy. So he's going to miss at least the first six games. We'll see what how Kyler Murray handles that pressure. He'll have time now because of, of training camps starting across the league next week. Yeah, and I think that's going to be very interesting there too. And look, they, their defense actually got you know, better a little bit. So, you know, like I said, you know, they got Brown from the trade to Balt from Baltimore, and uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, he can kind of hopefully, you know, we'll see if you're Arizona. Hopefully, you know, Brown can hold down the fort while Hopkins is out. So we'll see what happens. And like I said, we'll get more in depth into it once we get into our you know pre division previews mm-hmm. and those type of things. But uh, going back into Lamar Jackson, I mean, he's the only one that he's kind of in that same class. You could probably say he's a uh, a tier better than Kyler Murray. And yeah. I'm sure a lot of his fans, I'm sure Ravens fans are kind of are a little, you know, you're wondering like, okay, where's his payday? But he's already yeah. at camp now. Baltimore's already open training camp and he's there. So it's not like there's no animosity there. So we may get, we might get an announcement before the, the start of preseason. Who knows? Yeah. Lamar Jackson will get paid Lakina, but, uh, this is not just regarding him, but regarding Carlin Murray's Murray as well. I know some some fans are thinking, uh, why do they get paid so much money? Uh, well, this is the price starting price tag for starting quarterbacks in the NFL. We know we all know that the uh, the total amount uh, in the salary cap goes up every year. But if you're a top five, top ten quarterback in the NFL, your price tag goes up even more. So uh, teams have to be careful how much they pay these quarterbacks, and you have to. And, and, 
invest. First of all, uh, see if your quarterback is the guy to carry your team. And number two, you have to surround him uh, with the horses that he needs. And so the the more that the, the quarter this, these starting quarterbacks play and play at a high level and be consistent, uh, the price tag goes up. And for their sake, I don't blame them either. So as you said before, Lakina, Lamar Jackson is going to be get paid if the Baltimore screws this up. One shame on them. Number two, there's 29 other teams, the uh, 31 other teams that they're going to uh, buy for his services. I I guarantee you that. So I I, it's, I think it's just only a matter of time before uh before uh, Lamar Jackson gets paid because the Sean Watson set the precedent. You know Patrick Mahomes did uh, before that. Of course, Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr a, a few years ago. So uh, it, it's all it's all about the numbers at this point. And I think that's sort of like the thing here. You're listening to Second City Sports. I'm Sports on Chicago, along with Cindy Brown. I'm Lakina McGee. As we wait for NBC Five's Mark uh, Mike Burner, I should say, to join us. Uh, did you see uh, the Rams is uh, Super Bowl rings? Very diamond heavy. I, I think that's sort of like the kind of uh, covers it. I think yeah, I saw part of it on social media yesterday. Yes. Yeah, I think it was uh, like one point one two carats of diamonds. And yeah, they sort of like they could kind of did all that with the history of when they were the St. Louis Rams, I guess, when they moved back to Los Angeles and such. So that 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 a very nice uh, uh, bling there for uh, for them to show off for uh, Matt Stafford and you know Coach McVay and the and Aaron Don and the rest of that, that team to show off. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why you want to win. If you're a professional athlete, uh, correct to get to get that bling and uh, who's who can now shine who in terms of the championship rings and that thing uh, looked uh, like a beauty, Lakina. <laughs> so and Aerodonna wants to retire. How what nonsense! <laughs> Looking at that piece of jewelry, I will I'll go uh, win another Super Bowl so I can get some better jewelry. But uh, show all the money he makes, he could buy some better jewelry that himself uh, better than that Super Bowl ring. But it, it's interesting to see. How these teams are uh, 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 paired with these companies that makes these rings is very beautiful. It, of course, us uh, working stiffs can't even sniff at even renting those things, let alone buy them outright. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. This was this also designed, you know, with the also help of LA-based jewelry house of Jason, you know, house Jason of Beverly Hills, who's a top jewelry resi- designer. So I'm sure that place is probably going to get a lot of requests for that particular mm-hmm. uh, design. So, uh, yeah, I very, just want to kind of bring that up a little bit here. Now, other NFL news, uh, you know, apparently, I guess, you know, the Pats are, I guess they don't have a off, they still don't have an offensive de- defense corner. They're not naming any. Apparently, I guess that's sort of the name that's been, <laughs> that's sort of like been the, the thing, I guess he said that he's not, you know, Bill, Bill Belichick is not, naming any uh, offensive coordinator to replace Josh McDaniels, of course, who is now in Vegas. Uh, he says he's not big on titles. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, really? Uh, okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just, just want to kind of bring that up. <laughs> it's just a little like, hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah, we know. Uh, we all know that Coach Bill Belichick, as we call him on this show, Bill Belichick, he always does things in secret. And his most of his assistant coaches – uh, have, they have about two or three titles anyway, so you, you can't give them just one title. If you really look at the history of, of his coaching career and going back to his days in Cleveland back in the early 90s, all those people that worked under him now uh, have been successful in the league. They did about two, three, four jobs like uh, Phil Savage and uh, 
what was the one? Uh, Scott Pioli, um, the end of his career in Kansas City a few years ago. But he worked with Bill Belichick up in Cleveland. Of course, he moved him up to New England. They did about three or four jobs, you know, changing the oil on the tires, getting the scouting reports, looking at films. So if you're working for Coach Belichick, you're going to have about two or three jobs. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like what I think. Who knows how much those guys are getting paid? So you're right. That too. That. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was you like, pay you not do. that much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Bengals are, for the first time in their. Uh, history will white will be the 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 will be the, the new primary orange color on the stripe of the helmet that has been featured since 81 it'll have an alternate helmet this year and i guess they'll have white helmets you know they'll, they'll do the design of they teased it earlier on social media seeing like some of these you know these teams i know the giants are bringing back some of their uh old colors and designs from the 80s you know, mm-hmm. that, that during the OLT and those and Phil Sims in those days, but yep. <laughs> what do you think Mark about Bavaro that? and all, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think about these you know, teams kind of like bringing the old, you know, with the color rush and bringing back the old with the new and such, sort of like just modernizing the the old designs from back in the day? Now, the New York Giants went out of mind because that's as you said, Lakeen, that's where we grew up on in the in a Phil Sims, uh, Lawrence Taylor era. <laughs> I kind of actually like those uniforms. I know they wore in a couple of the games for the last couple of years on Throwback Sunday or wherever mm-hmm. they call them, but I wish they would bring those back full time. Now, the color rush jerseys, it depends on what team. Well, what team some teams can pull it off, other teams can remember the Bears back in 02, the Champagne Bears, they wore their road. Mm-hmm. Blue uh, pants with their uh, blue jerseys in that Monday night game against Green Bay. Do you that remember was, that? Yeah, that that was a little bit weird. Exactly, uh, exactly. Some teams could do it, some teams cannot. And the so, Rams uh, have. Remember the Rams had like those like those uh, highlighter type uniforms, like they're the very like very gold, like very like yellow, like oh, the crayon, cut. Oh, yellow crayon uniforms, yellow yeah, crayons. <laughs> like what the heck? Like what in the world are these uniforms? Like like those highlighters and such, like uh. Well, I know the Bengals kind of had like the similar type colors. So like the mm-hmm. bright, the teams might have like the bright colors in their, you know, as part of their their you know their scheme. You know, they they look like little highlighters and such. So it was a little bit weird, like seeing some. We saw some mustard. You saw a little bit of ketchup. You know, they, I think the Jets <laughs> had like some relish colors. Like it was a little bit a walking hot weird. dog. <laughs> I'll say yeah. I'll say now you want now you're hungry. But uh, yeah, it's sort of like how. I like how they can they kind of like mix it up a little bit, but some mm-hmm. work out better than others. But you know, it's yeah. it works. Yeah, back to the Bears. I know a few times, especially a, a couple of uh, 20 years ago, uh, uh, their white world uniforms, uh, a few times they wore the white pants to match them because I know tradition they were they wear their um, navy blue pants as far as the road games are concerned. I like the white and white on the road. Now, they yeah. can keep that. But yeah. as far as home, wear the, uh, the navy jersey and the white pants, and I'm good with that. I'm trying to think about that with those white pants. They did yeah. it a couple of times during that 2001 season. Yeah, I, know, I remember those uh, uniforms. But yeah, those like they might be a little bit too white, I guess. But then, you know, what if, it, what if it's raining that day or something, or it snows or something? It's that that could be a little. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that might be a good. I, I feel bad for the equipment managers when those you know with those kinds of jerseys. But it, oh, it one is more what... before we move on, Lakina. Now the orange jerseys, which the Bears usually wear around the Halloween weekend, and they mm-hmm. didn't do it last year. Uh, do you like those? Well, I mean, like I said, the minimum is good. I think you know, minimalist is good in that sense. You know, orange. <laughs> like I think okay, she's I, saying no. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I don't mind the orange. I guess it's like you know, as long as they just do it in Halloween. But uh, yeah, it's just sort mm-hmm. of like, well, it's it, it, though that that's very orange. <laughs> okay, with the little they have the little stripes, little stripes on there. 
Yeah. I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to Second City Sports Live in Living Color for a Friday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid Deslakina. Mike Berman from NBC5 Chicago Sports. He'll be joining us in, he'll join us in the, in the next few minutes or so to give us his take about the Bears in the state of Chicago baseball and more. Lakina, what else was on, on your mind? Uh the uh the well, I, I guess uh no Gronk, no problem. I guess uh the Bucks have signed a veteran tied in Kai. Kyle Rudolph, what do you think about that? This is according to some of the various uh, sources and such. It's a one-year deal. Uh, we, Of course, we all know you know, here in Chicago, of course, he played for the Vikings for mm-hmm. years. What do you think about this signing? And, and plus, do you, do you believe what uh, Gronk's girlfriend says, that he that even she doesn't believe that he's going to, you know, that he you know isn't coming back? Sort of a two-fold question. First, um, Kyle Rudolph, he's another body on the roster. We'll see what happens. He's a a, a veteran. I know he was on the Giants for the last couple of years, as you mentioned. Uh, he was on one of those key players on the offensive side for Minnesota those last few years before that. So he's just another body on the roster. We'll see what happens with that. As far as uh, uh, Gronk's girlfriend, I tend to believe her. I, I I just don't see Gronk sitting on that couch very long. You notice he's not doing anything as far as media-wise right now. So if he really ca- uh, called it a career, he would have been working back at Fox or this, he could still start his own podcast, but uh, he would have been in a permanent media role and you notice he's not do- do- doing that right now so i expect it to come back so might just might get some time around october or early november we already know that injuries are bound to happen across the league and so uh, his phone's going to be ringing off the hook Camille Costco, I want to make sure I get her name right. I, I, I got something. I didn't want to make sure I got the, her name mixed up. Yeah, but she's a big sports fan too. And I guess they, I think mm-hmm. they met at a game. I think that's probably how they got together. But, uh, or maybe they made like something like a sports, you know, award show related. But yeah, she says she doesn't, she doesn't believe for one second that Gronk isn't going to, you know, is going to stay retired. But again, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> she's a very smart woman. <laughs> All right. So as we're waiting for Mike, anything else kind of, you know, uh, sort of, you know, catches your eye, whether it's NFL or otherwise? Oh, yes. Sticking with Tampa Bay. I, I know you saw this story earlier this week. Leonard Fournette, who's had his troubles throughout his uh, young NFL career with Jacksonville, and of course, now with Tampa Bay, he has a Super Bowl ring from a couple of years ago. He checked into camp at 260 pounds. Yeah, I saw that, and I was I, that kind of threw me off. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. What have you been doing you know, during this <laughs> Well, we know he's what he's been doing <laughs> Uh, a lot of donuts doing... and and chicken oh. wings, fried well, food, he's... not good. Well, all that. Yeah, well, say, yeah. Well, one thing he's not doing is working out, and I guess right. You know, he's he's twenty seven, so I guess he can you know sort of get back into that you know twenty you know two twenty five you know two thirty somewhere in that range. But uh, yeah, the, the, he's gonna have to lose it kind of quick. But uh, that can be very dangerous for you. So yeah. all of you try to try to you know be like, uh, did you see uh, Nick Chubb and that you know lifting those weights? I don't know, like about six or seven stacks of like I don't know how many pounds they were like about a hundred, maybe like fifty <laughs> pounds each or something like that. Like Jesus. But uh, yeah, be like him. Don't be like Leonard Fournette. Are you aspiring running backs out there? <laughs> uh, our guy, Jason Palmer, you can listen to uh, What's Up Cubs every Monday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports on Chicago. He checks in via Facebook. Wow, he's going to be a fullback referring to Leonard Fournette. Yeah, if he keeps up um, messing up his career, he'll be a fullback, but out of a job. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I'm but... yeah, the full, yeah, I think the fullback is kind of like, you know, uh, sort of a dying breed in the NFL <laughs> or in football <laughs> in general. So I don't know if that's going to work, Jason, but we'll see. <laughs> 
Yeah. So uh, I, I saw that story. I was like, wow, uh, how, how can this happen? But, you know, that some folks uh, take the, the game so seriously, like Tom Brady and many athletes do. And so unfortunately, some athletes uh, take their talents for granted. And it looks like that's what we're seeing here. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that, 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 oh, goodness, that, that's going to be very interesting there as well. So, uh, you know, anything else sort of, you know, like kind of caught your attention during the week? I know not, that, not, that, not really much has been happening this week. So, of course, you had the ESPY Awards. And so some of the big winners were Steph Curry. I think he won like three or four. And the Warriors won Team of the Year. You know, Swimmer Kayla Decky won Female Athlete of the Year. Um, so anything else sort of like, you know, caught your attention? Uh, I, I, I caught part of the ESPYs. I thought Steph Curry did a good job. Um, here, here's the thing: Travis Kelsey was the kind of the co-host and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I think he might be your next host oh, of yeah. the ESPYs next year. We all know that. He, he, yeah, right. Uh, I, we all know that he has a, a big personality. He's one of the best uh, recognizable personalities in the league. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, they bring him back for next year. Will they bring back Steph Curry? If he wants to do it, I think he'll do it. But but uh, Travis Kelsey really stole the show for me. Yeah, also to uh, Odell Beckham Jr.'s little boy, he's his five-month-old son, uh, kind of stole the show. <laughs> you know, she, he was, like, right there, like, it was a little tux. I'm sure he probably – he's only five months, so he probably has no clue what was going on. So, you know, it's interesting. But, uh, yeah, that was, like I said, I think, you know, you know, Dickie B's speech was really, you know, really nice. You know, they had great speeches and stuff. Of course, you know, we know how Dickie B is. He went on for like almost 20 minutes. So they had to kind of had to rush yeah. through the rest of the uh, rest of the awards. But uh, yeah, it actually ended up working out. So it was Steph won, like I said, Steph won for a uh, male athlete and, you know, the, the Warriors won, you know, team of the year. So it actually ended up working out pretty well. Yeah, I know he made a couple of uh, digs at LeBron James as well. And it, 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 was, it was very interesting. Steph Curry, we all know, we all know that he has a, a, a big personality and he he can relate to people. He crosses all barriers. So, and I know his his wife, um, Ashley Curry, is out there as well doing some things on her own. So they're relatable to people. And Steph Curry is one of the few athletes today that can transcend um, audiences, out just not just in the game of basketball, but outside of it as well. Yeah, so... Yeah, so I think yeah, it was a great show. Like I said, I don't don't be surprised if we see Travis Kelsey as the next you know host for next year's ESPYS. I think he's already like kind of mm-hmm. like auditioning for that. You know, we know he's pretty funny and very off the cuff. So I think he'll. Yeah, I'm sure. Don't be surprised if within like maybe that not maybe not next year, maybe within the next couple mm-hmm. of years. I think so. That'll be pretty interesting. Like I said, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Uh, you know, Curry you know, did a couple of days of the Braun because you know, of course he hosted right after uh the, yeah. you know, the the you know the Cavs got their butts kicked in the finals, so uh, that that kind of was a. Mm, but yeah, he kind of made he kind of made fun of it too, so it was actually pretty funny. <laughs> yep. All right, Lakina, let's uh, hit this commercial break. Uh, you're listening to the second Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in Eleven Color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. We'll have more. For you when we get back from the break, hopefully Mike Berman from NBC5 Chicago Sports will join us. And we'll have Christine Manica, our homegirl, uh, Christine the Queen Manica, our homegirl as well for her sports commentary and entertainment and more. You're listening to the Second City Sports live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Keep it here. Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. 
The Cubs open up a series at Philadelphia tonight. It'll be a 6.05 Central first pitch. 3-6 lefty Justin Steele starts for Chicago. The Phillies counter with 5-3 right-hander Kyle Gibson. Philadelphia heads into this one with wins in three straight, 6-10, their third in the National League East, eight and a half games behind the first place Mets. The Cubs are fourth in the National League Central. They snapped a nine-game losing skid heading into the break. Right now, the Cubs are 14 and a half games out of first place. The White Sox square off with the Guardians tonight. 7-10 Central first pitch in Chicago. Neither team has announced a starting pitcher. The Guardians are second behind the Twins, two games out of first place. The White Sox are just three games out of first. Just a couple days away from the start of Bears training camp, things get underway on Tuesday, July the 26th. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Staples has everything for school at great prices. So this year, you won't go back to school. You'll be ready to move forward and master fifth grade math. I can't do this. It's impossible. Uh, not you, Dad, your daughter. Staples will help her move forward. Ah, right. Right now, Staples comp books and number two pencils are just 50 cents each. Plus, two pocket paper folders are only 25 cents each. Everything on your list at amazing prices. Staples, we're not going back. We're going forward to school. Ends 827 in store. Only limit 30. Wendy's nose cold and soggy fries are the worst. So soggy. That's why we're serving up hot and crispy fries all day, every day. And all night. Until close. With natural cut potatoes, sea salted to perfection. Show me that potato skin. Wendy's hot and crispy aren't like other fries. We're your dream fry. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's hot and crispy fries. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. If yours aren't, bring them back and we'll replace them. Welcome back to second. Hey. Oh, okay. oh, sorry. <laughs> That's those <all> right. dar rejoins. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we love those rejoins, don't we? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right, there we go. All right. Welcome back to Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color for our Friday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D 80. S I D K I D 80. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina Scrub McGee on the IG. If you have a question or comment for us during our last little bit over a half hour left of today's show, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But just another friendly reminder, you can also catch Sports on Chicago live in 11 color or Roku TV. We're on the Roku television. You have a Roku TV. Liam Hendricks from the White Sox like it. That's right. Sports on Chicago is now on Roku television. You have a Roku TV. Just go into the sports section and type in Sports on Chicago. You can access our programming live in or, or demand. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So here we go. Sports Zone Chicago is now on Roku TV. And Lakina, we're going to bring in our guest. He's a sports anchor reporter from NBC5 Chicago Sports. He's a hometown guy. You can also watch him on Sports Sunday at 1035 with our good friend Layla Rahimi. Here comes 
the one, the only, the great Mr. Mike Berman. Mike, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, I'm so glad to be here. I was trying to link. The link wasn't working. I was working on a story. So my fault for being late, but thank you for having me, and I'm glad to be here. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Thank you for taking out time, your busy schedule to, to join us. I uh, know we'll, we'll get into it now. Uh, is, you also cover the Bears for NBC5. I right. know you look, I know me personally, I miss Bourbonnate, but I know you're going to be uh, working under that glaring hot sun in Lake Forest. <laughs> <laughs> I I miss Bourbonnate because there's a, there's a better atmosphere. Like, you know, like you got the smaller town, you got the fans coming in. Um, but I don't miss the drive. So I'm happy to have a shorter drive, a shorter trip to Hallis Hall. And it's been, I think this is the third year the Bears are doing training camp at Hallis Hall, but it's going to be the first one that's like normal just because of COVID. Yeah. So right. I'm excited for next week for things to kind of feel like a traditional training camp, even though it's not in uh, an offsite place, it'll still be really fun. And I'm looking forward to getting the season started. I, I think, um, it might be a long season, but <laughs> you know what? Anytime NFL's back, Bears football's back, I'm glad. Well, the but well, well kind of piggybacking piggybacking off of that, what are what are what should be the fans' expectations? Because I, I think you got a new regime, you know, you got a quote unquote easy schedule. So what 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 is sort of your synopsis of the this this season for the Bears? And and I like that because isn't life kind of all about expectations? Like if your expectations are in the right place, then you can't be that upset. I mean, obviously you're a fan, so you're going to be frustrated if they're really bad. But let's put our expectations in an appropriate place. This is a team that's really lacking at, you know, with skill guys at the wide receiver position. Um, we don't know what they have in how good can Cole Komet be at tight end. They've got a a questionable offensive line at the moment. And, you know, we don't know exactly what they have in Justin Fields yet. All the tools are there. We know that. But, you know, how does he overcome a challenging first season? Does Is there any mental linger from that challenging first season going into season number two? How does he jive with Luke Getze and the new offensive staff? All questions we have to get answered. So, Expectations wise, I think let's look at it like this. This is a team that Ryan Poles with all the moves he's made, he's made it very clear. This is not a team chasing the playoffs. This is a team in a complete rebuild, tearing it down to the studs and hoping to build a consistent winner and a sustainable winner, you know, through the draft, through young guys on rookie contracts. Um, and so I think when we look at it through that lens and talking about some of the areas that they're probably deficient, um, I, I kind of think this is probably like a five-win team, you know, maybe five and 12. Um, you know, Lakina, you mentioned the easy schedule, so maybe that allows them to get an extra win or two that maybe they, against a tougher schedule, wouldn't have. But I think... Nothing about this year matters anywhere in the same galaxy as Justin Fields' development and what we see from him along with a new offense and a new offensive staff. If the Bears win three games or four games, but there's clear and obvious steps taken forward by Fields 
and it's clear that this is a better offense that uses his skill set, which clearly the, the last offense and the last staff did not do, then I think that is thumbs up. Let's move ahead to his third season. Let's stock the roster with some what's going to be a high draft pick and maybe some other uh, free agent pieces to plug holes. And then maybe you go into year three with Fields and year two with Matt Eberflus's staff hoping for a chance to compete for a playoff spot. And stick with head coach Matt Eberflus, Mike. Uh, I know he's running his first training camp starting next week, but you, you're there at Hallis Hall, so you get to uh, get you guys a chance to see what he's trying to do up close as far as uh, his his pressers are concerned. From the outside looking in, uh, it looks like he's going to be a guy that's going to hold his players accountable, and also too, he look it looks like he's going to go back to the. Lovey Smith way of doing things as far as getting players in shape, especially on the defensive end, uh, taking ball balls away and f- really forcing turnovers. We haven't seen that from this Bears team in the last few years. Absolutely. I mean, the last time, the last time the defense was a defense that really feasted on takeaways was 2018 when they won the division. Mm-hmm. Believe they led the league that year in takeaways. Um and look, it goes without saying, if if you can take the ball away and give a young quarterback and an offense that's maybe not as talented, some short fields, give them an opportunity, some extra possessions that way, you're going to give your team a much better chance to score points and win games. So that would be great. He's a defensive guy. Um, yes, I think the accountability factor is going to be there when it wasn't um, with Matt Nagy. Um I mean, look, Eberflus mentioned in his first presser, and I think it was his last presser uh, going out of the offseason program, you know, these guys better have their running shoes. They better get ready to run and be in shape and be conditioned because we're not going to get beat that way. Um, and it seems like it seems like the players are cool with it. I think sometimes, like, you know, decades ago, that's what players expected to do in training camp, right? They were coming to camp to get in shape. These days, with the way that players work out 12 months of the year, with personal trainers, with you know incredible technology and nutritional information to stay in shape, that's not the case. And so I, I almost feel like you know the modern day coach is probably normally going to shy away from being like really obvious about like. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get you guys in condition because I mean you know how you guys know how it is. It is a players' league. Yeah, you know it's all about the players. They they kind of control things, so you don't want to upset them. You don't want to be that new coach coming in hot and upsetting them. But it doesn't feel like he has. It feels like they appreciate that he wants them <clears throat> to be in shape and that they're never going to be beaten because they're in poor condition and that they're going to fundamentally be really sound. They're not going to be committing the outrageous, terrible penalties that the Bears did under Matt Nagy. I know. I know. know. (laughs) It was was painful. And I I just, I just, uh, you know, I talked with, it's funny because I went to Missouri And when I was in school, Matt Eberflus was the defensive coordinator there. So it's like a really strange full circle my life. Like, (laughs) you know, now he's the Bears head coach. But I got a chance to talk with 
the guy who was the head coach when when Eberflus was there as the D coordinator, Gary Pinkle, who's a college football Hall of Famer, and he was telling me Matt is the type of guy that you knew even when he was playing he was going to be a head coach. So he's had that kind of demeanor and the, the way he carries himself for decades, even when he was a teenager. That, to me, seems like a really good thing when you're talking about a guy that you want to lead your organization, hopefully, back to a place where you're consistently competitive. Let's talk defense for a second, Mike, because I think with the rumors about Robert Quinn perhaps not being you know, being here or perhaps maybe before you know, midway through the season, what sort of the defense expectations, especially now that you have a defensive head coach leading them? It's going to be interesting because, yeah, you. I mean, obviously you you you, you got rid of Akeem Hicks is gone, Khalil Mack is gone, Eddie Goldman's gone. Um, they're switching from a four three to a three four. On the backside, you've got two rookies who are going to be starting in the secondary. So. I mean, there are massive questions about how good or, you know, competitive this defense could be. But I feel like the talents there, you know, there's going to be some raw talent. Like even a guy like Travis Gibson, who emerged last year as a pass rusher, but was still in the shadows behind Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. If Robert Quinn's gone, you know, maybe he totally explodes onto the scene. You already know you've got something really special in Roquan. Um, in the secondary, I think Jalen Johnson's proven he's really talented. Now you got Kyler Gordon opposite him, who seems to have all the makings of another really good corner. If you can get closer to Eddie Jackson 2018-2019 than you've had recently, and Jaquan Brisker, is as good as he seems like he might be, maybe that secondary is a real strength. Um, so the positions or the scheme switch, having a defensive head coach, um, obviously the talent, at least on paper, seems like it's down a little bit just because of some of those names that you've lost. But maybe the defensive coach, some new blood, young guys, emerging stars, you know, maybe that kind of all comes together and this is a better Bears defense than we expect. But I got to be honest, I'm interested to see because I just don't know. I guess you could say that for the Bears in general, right? For the offense and the defense, you know, it's like we just don't know. So that's why I'm really excited for camp because we're going to start to get some answers to these questions that we have. Mike Berman, sports reporter and host from NBC5 Chicago Sports, is joining us right here on Second City Sports. Sid Lakin here with you live and in living color. Mike, let's switch over to baseball. The Chicago White Sox kick off the second half of the season tonight with a big four-game series against the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, They're three games back of the Twins, one game behind Cleveland for second place. What do you expect from the White Sox in the second half of the season? I just – maybe I'm naive, but I just – I keep thinking they're going to figure this thing out. And obviously they're super fortunate to be in a division that's not real good because, (laughs) you know, if if they were in the AL East, they'd be at a point, you know, at where they'd have no chance to win the division just because of, you know, like what the Yankees have done. Um, So 
They're in a division that's winnable. They're only th- that was a huge close to the first half of the season mm-hmm. to take three or four from the Twins and to go into the All Star break only three games back. So, you know, if they can avoid some more of these injuries, which I know, you know, Luis Robert left last weekend with um, some lightheadedness. I'm sure we'll get an update. I'll be out there today, so I'm sure we'll get an update from Rick Hahn or Tony LaRussa on what's going on with him. You know, fingers crossed on that because obviously his bat is huge in that lineup. Um, I just, I just think they're too talented. I know that it's – I think we've found it's not – it's a flawed roster in some regards, but there's still so much talent. And I think the talent – the urgency of now knowing there's only two months left and a weaker division. I, again, call me stupid for believing it or naive, but I, I think they're going to figure it out and win the division. Uh, let's go to the uh, the Bulls for a second, Mike. Um, I mean, of course, you know, Andre Drummond, you know, Goran Dragic. I mean, that that's sort of, you know, two signs that kind of came out of nowhere. Do you think the Bulls have enough and do you expect them to make any more moves? Well, I mean, I, I kind of think they're done in the way of anything significant. Um, I feel like the window for that, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe AK has a, has an ace up his sleeve and Kevin Durant, you know, pulls a big trade and Kevin Durant ends up in town. I would have no problem with that, but you know, I think I might I think the odds are probably good that they're done in the way of any sort of significant moves. And I'm just I don't know. I don't know have they really gotten better enough that they're a legitimate contender in the East. I mean, what do you guys think? We watched them last year when they would play good teams, it was a disaster. Now, granted, we saw a lot of that in the second half of the year when, you know, Lonzo was out and, mm-hmm. you know, Zach was missing time. I mean, the Lonzo injury, that that cut off any chance of them doing anything significant in the playoffs. And obviously that's still a question mark. I mean, we don't know for sure what his status is going to be when they go to training camp. And that's a big deal because <laughs> Lonzo Ball – Io and Goran Dragic. You know, Io did some great things last year, but he's not Lonzo Ball. And Goran Dragic at this point in his career obviously isn't as good as he once was. So, like, Lonzo's a huge key. I like the drum and dad, but is he a difference maker in the way of, like, carrying you over the top into, like, second round or the Eastern conference finals or into the finals. I just don't think so. Last question for me, Mike, of course, uh, we mentioned that when we brought you on that you're, you're from Chicago and you're working in your hometown, you've been here for a few years now. Me personally, I enjoy you on sports Sunday with uh, Layla Rahimi, another good friend of this show. And you you guys have great chemistry. Just talk to us quickly about uh, working with her and what does it feel like working, uh, coming back to your home and working in your hometown? So I'll go backwards and start with question two. It's amazing because for me, you know, I grew up in the North suburbs in Northbrook cheering for all these teams I get to cover. So it's like, it's a dream come true. 
And, and when I set out to try and, you know, have a career in sports broadcasting, it was always my dream to work in Chicago, in my hometown. So to be, to have the opportunity to do that is such a blessing. I'm so grateful for it every day. And um, I just love working at NBC five and to work with Layla is I talked earlier about, you know, my life feeling like it comes full circle. Layla and I worked together at different stations in Austin, Texas, a decade and a half ago. So I've known her since 2008 and, you know, she's such a great person and she's so talented and witty and funny. And so for us to get a chance to like rekindle our friendship and to get to work together on the air and have fun is just, it's like Sunday night is the best. Those 30 minutes are just a blast. So I'm, yes. I'm grateful as well to yes. have the chance to work with a friend and a talented friend at that. Oh, we, I love the videos that uh, Layla be uh, posting on Sunday nights. We guys do uh, sports Sunday. It's a whole lot of fun, especially during the football season too. I'm sure you guys got to have a lot planned. Speaking of a good friend of Chicago, we got one of our good friends from Chicago is going to hop in with us over you know, these next few minutes while we still have you guys on mic. Is you know, James RBs, you know, Christine Manica. Mm. Hey, Christine, how's it going? It's it's a busy day, but we're doing it. <laughs> I know we've got a busy show, so we're doing it too. So, uh, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. We gotta do this again soon. Uh, where can people find I you? Would on love to, I would ahead. love to do it again. Thank you for having me. I'm honored you asked me to join, and it was a blast. Where can people Hi. find you on social media? Uh, at Mike Berman, NBC. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Let me check my phone. Is it NBC or NBC? <laughs> oh, that's that's that. We've all at Mike Berman, NBC, no five. Okay. On Twitter. All right. all right. Cool. You guys check it out every, every day on NBC five Chicago. You can check, check out him and Miss Layla Rahimi on sports Sunday on NBC five at 1035. Uh, Mike, again, thank you so much. We got to do this again. And yes. uh, yeah, tell her we said hello and uh, we'll enjoy the the series against the White Sox series against the Guardians this weekend. I will. I will. Lakina, Sydney, thank you so much. Appreciate it. You guys have an awesome weekend. You too. You thank too. you. Keep Stay up the great work. Much continued thank, success. Thank you so much. Thank you. You guys too. All right. Take care. All right, that is, of course, Mike Berman from NBC5 Chicago. Mm -hmm. And, uh, okay, uh, Miss Christine, we got you. We got you in here, Christine. I know I you've know. had a pretty... <laughs> yeah, thanks pretty, for being patient with us, Christine. Yeah, so, yeah we had a, like, a pretty, very, like, you know, long okay. damn show. No, 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 yeah, because, because you know, Mike said he was having a problem with the link and such. So, yeah, so I'm glad we got you in, you know, because luckily mm -hmm. we, got, we still got some you know, minutes with you. Um, some of like, the big topics here, of course, you know, the White Sox, they got the quote-unquote easy schedule, you know, these next 70 games, what, what, what do you, what's your, what's your prediction for the size? Can they get back up there in the AL Central and just take control of it? If they keep that heat going that like they did before the all-star break. Yes. I definitely think that, you know, there, there's something about the rejuver, rejuvenation. I think of the all-star break that it gives everyone a better picture of what the rest of the season is going to look like. It can get them excited or it can get them frustrated. And I hope with the White Sox, that frustration can turn into some winning results, whether it's better pitching, whether it's more hits and just better communication on the defense too. Yeah, the, the defense definitely has to get better. It's not going to get better overnight, but that must improve in the second half for the Southsiders. Christine, from the White Sox, 
which player or players are you looking forward to having a breakout second half? Oh my gosh, Dylan Cease. I want him to get some sort of a gold glove award or something. I'm waiting mm -hmm. for it for him. <laughs> I predicted that at the start, Sid. You got to give that one to me a little bit. <laughs> she did. She did. It's true. She did. <laughs> uh, I, you got to give. Yeah, that we got to check the tape. We'll check the tape. <laughs> yeah, I check the tape. Um, and I, I guess another player that I'm looking forward to seeing more of is. Oh, that's a tough one. I, I want to see Tim Anderson get a little bit better. You know, he just got off of the All-Star game, running on that high, too. Um, I think he can push himself a little bit more. He's been kind of teeter-tottering between really good and then just really bad. So yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that he finds his stride and he finds his rhythm back in the second half. All right. Um, you yeah, know, we have got a lot of talk. We have talked to you about, okay, we'll talk Bears to, you know, they – you know, the rookies come on this weekend, you know, the veterans come in next week. We've, you, we've, we've talking about it still. So what are your expectations, if any, for the bears this year? I don't have any. <laughs> well, that's, that's probably the best answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it, it is what it is. I don't necessarily agree with all the decisions that have been made during this off season. Um, however, I, I hope that these two, uh, the, the Ryan and Mac 2.0, I hope that they have, you know, good heads on their shoulders. It seems like, you know, coach Flus is a really good guy and he's willing to put in the work and to get this team back to where it needs to be. It's not going to happen this year or overnight, but it, it, he at least I think is going to try to take them in a step in the right direction. Yeah. And speaking of the right direction for the bears, uh, what do you, uh, what, uh, it's, it's going to be. We're going to ask you this again before the season starts. But what, uh, what, what is the floor and what is the ceiling in terms of wins that you expect from this uh, rebuilding Bears team? Uh, the ceiling would be five hundred. Would be a, a solid five hundred record. The floor, they don't win anything. <laughs> They're not going to win seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's safe to say that. We hope. We hope anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's gonna be, that's gonna be sort of the thing here. Uh, we talked about this, you know, the last uh, uh, last few weeks about the Bulls, and you know, you hear the rumors that you know, after summer league that Alonzo is still, you know, we went to, we went to ask you know Mike this, but uh, we didn't get a chance to. But we'll we'll we'll, well I'll ask you. Do you think Alonzo can come back from this injury? Because you know the bone bruise can be very tricky. So what do you think? You know, yes, and here's why I say that the Bulls have had a extensive history of great players with a lot of injuries. Take Derrick Rose, for example. He somehow managed to come back every single time on the court. He wasn't the exact same player of what we saw in the beginning, but he still came, he put in the work, and Chicago responded. I kind of expect the same thing here. He he hasn't had the, the same extent of injuries as Derrick Rose had, so I think with a little bit of time and patience, he he can get back to get back to the floor and be a strong asset for the team. We're talking a whole lot of stuff with Christine Manica, <laughs> Christine the Queen Manica of KXRB Sioux Falls, South Dakota, right here on Second City Sports Live and Living Color on a Friday edition, right here on Sports of Chicago. Sid Lakin here with you. Let's go back to baseball. Christine, did you watch the All Star Game? If yes, were you impressed by the broadcast? I I liked it when the players are mic'd up, you know. Mm -hmm. I I love it when you can like hear their thought process and just 
hear them being guys, just guys playing baseball, because when it's not the all-star break, it's so serious, I guess you can say in some mm-hmm. certain level. But like during a time like this, you really have all the teams coming together and acting like a like a giant big family. So I I enjoyed that part of it for sure. Liam Hendricks, I love that he got on the mic. For a little- <laughs> he didn't swear. No, he didn't swear. He I'm shocked, swearing. which I was shocked I by. But but he did uh, he did throw the whites. He threw himself under under the a bus for the White Sox when one of the broadcasters said, "Hey, you think you're gonna strike him out? You think you're gonna strike out the side here, Liam?" And then he's like, "If I can't do it for the White Sox, I'm not gonna do it now." So, <laughs> I thought that was. I thought it was hilarious because that's that's just who Liam is. He's that fiery, very outspoken, funny funny type of guy and you know he ended up getting the job done which which was awesome to see yeah and then, and then he didn't i was afraid he's gonna let when he said that i, was, I thought he's gonna let like a, a the f-word slip i swear i thought he was gonna do that so oh my like, oh I'm so, I'm so, his kids or his wife was there he's like okay this is on like national tv yeah. i gotta keep it clean <laughs> you gotta keep it clean <laughs> yeah come on come on that ball to Julio Rodriguez. Right. Kept it very, very PG. I'm very, we're very proud of you, Liam. But uh, Kyler, uh, Kyler Murray's uh, $230 oh million dollar contract. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? It's a headache. It's a headache. It took how many long to get that? How much long or time, whatever did it take to get that contract? Like, come on. You were just teasing everybody around saying, oh, I'm going to go to this team. What if I go to this team? Now nah, I'm just going to stay here. Like that's just, that's a headache waiting to happen. So fine, Arizona, you can keep him. Cause that just sounded like it was a pain to even try to get him to sign anything. <laughs> what do you think happens to Lamar Jackson of Baltimore? Do you think he's going to get uh, the, the same type of money? or at least a bigger contract because Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers before them uh, set the precedent because as yeah. we talked about early in the show, I don't know if you caught it, Christine, we talked about how the salary cap goes up in the NFL every year, but the way these quarterbacks are getting paid, if you're in a top 10, top five quarterback, your paycheck goes up as well. Well, if you're asking me about Deshaun Watson's paycheck, I don't think he should be getting anything this year, but that's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, So do I hope that Lamar Jackson, I don't think, I think it's going to be similar to Murray. I don't think it's going to be anything more um, just because he's still kind of teeter tottering a little bit. I want him to have a good season. I want him to have that big contract, but I think just because of so much adversity of what he's faced, I don't think he's going to get, just above Kyler Murray. I think he's going to be right in that ballpark with him. Yeah, should be interesting. And I'm sure they'll figure it out. I mean, yeah, I know he's at training camp right now. Of course, you know, Baltimore's already open camp. So I think that shows that, yes, he wants to be here. So yeah. I'm sure both sides will figure it out. A uh, couple of sports media new notes, news notes. Yeah. To- I was going to say really quick, too. Now you got to throw Jimmy G in that group. Oh, yeah. He wants out of the San trade. Francisco. <laughs> He's still going to be going to their training camp, so he could still be on the team by the end of that. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, let's talk about that, you know, Jimmy yeah. G. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, you know, of course, if you guys didn't, you know, figure out yesterday, the 49ers have, you know, given, you know, Garoppolo's agent, agent's permission to seek a trade, any potential destinations and such. You know, what, well, I'll, I'll start with you, uh, Christy. What do you think? I think because it's so close to the season, 
I don't see him going anywhere else but staying in San Francisco for now. I really don't, just because it's a little late in the game. And maybe that's a strategy on the 49ers part to mm-hmm. say, hey, okay, we can let you go out for a trade, but who's going to take him, you know? So I think he's still going to stay with the 49ers. I think he's just going to do his job and try to get them back into the Super Bowl again. Um, but but I don't see him going anywhere, at least this year. Next year, most likely, but right now, I don't think so because of how late it is in the game. Remember before the draft, Lakina, we talked about how GM John Lynch mm-hmm. said that he didn't like the deals. He was reported that he didn't like the deals that uh, he was yeah. uh, receiving in his phone calls. And this before Jimmy G had that so- surgery on his shoulder. So we'll see what happens. I still predict that ca- – that, um, Trey Lance will be your starting quarterback when San Francisco travels to play the Bears in Chicago on September 11th. But we'll see what happens then. You, uh, there was some sports media news, as you said, Lakina. Yes. And it was one of the uh, about the NFL. I want to say the uh, not not the NFL Network, but the um, Amazon Prime that uh, yeah. made a couple of interesting hires. Yes, they did. One of them was uh, Kaylee Hartong. She's going to be back mm-hmm. on the football sidelines. Of course, yes. she's doing more. Hard, hard, yeah, I think she belongs there. I think I know she. You know she does. One of the other things that got her started was, you know, doing news. You know, she did it for CBS. She did it for CNN. And of course, now she's an ABC News correspondent. But now she's going to be back to doing, you know, probably, I think, what you know what I think she does best is sideline report for an NFL. She'll be doing the Thursday night football uh, matchup for Amazon Prime. So what do you guys think about that? Gosh, everything's just going on streaming now. It's only a matter of time before you see – more often than not, games being on these streaming networks like Amazon, Hulu, um, Apple TV. So I, I think we're starting to see a, a different trend in uh, in the sports media industry. Yeah, and I also remember to um, remember Kaylee doing college football for ESPN back in the day. I think she did some college yes, basketball too. So yeah, is uh, I know you had to. Uh, it depends on who you are. You had to do some things to keep your name relevant in this business. But I'm glad she's back to. What she loves doing is being a, a, a silent, a sports silent reporter. Also, Andrew Ripworth, you know, the recently tired Rams uh, O-lineman, of course, you're winning um, a paid man of the year. It's also been touted mm-hmm. along with a key to lead to do their studio stuff along with uh, Kaylee. I can, I can imagine those two kind of going back and forth. Yeah. That's going to be <laughs> hilarious. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I might subscribe to Amazon Prime just to see that, the pregame show. <laughs> Yep. Also, too, we want to ask Christine. The ESPYs were on uh, this past Wednesday. Steph Curry was the host. The co-host was uh, who I thought stole the show was Travis Kelsey, the tight end mm-hmm. for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> did you catch the ESPYs? And if so, what did you think? Yes, and I think they got the most valuable male golfer wrong. It should have been Scotty Scheffler, not yes. Justin Thomas. <laughs> yeah, Wait, that was more of a name, I think. That was wrong. more of a yeah. yeah. That was more of a name, I think. <laughs> Gosh, that is uh just wrong. Disappointed in that. Everything else fine. I don't like yeah. Aaron Rodgers being on that list again. But you know what are you gonna do? Yeah, of course. You know, Steph was the you know the big winner winning. I think he won three for, like I said, male after the year, NBA player of the year, and also to uh, the team, you know, Golden State won yeah. you know, team of the year. So, yeah, it's fine. Uh, Good Morning Football has officially announced their full roster finally, of course, after hiring Jamie Erdahl earlier, uh, co- earlier this month, a couple of weeks ago. You know, former, uh, former Patriot uh, Jason McCourty, who recently retired, is going to be the- – they finally found the guy to replace Nate Burrell. So what do you guys think about that uh, hiring by uh, – the good morning football. And can this team kind of like sustain sort of like the 
sort of, you know, the, the build the building audience that you know good morning football has sort of made. Well, someone's gonna look like me with a bald head. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez. <laughs> I had to get that in there. Christine. Yes. You just Christine. had to. Yes, it. <laughs> what do you think, Christine? Well, how it goes. You know, shows shows change personalities often more often than one person would think. So I think they're just trying to find the, the right balance, I'll say. Yeah. Any other sort of sports we do before we wrap up, Sid? Uh, I want to ask Christine this. We talked about this before with the live uh, golf controversy, yes. of course. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, of course, Cameron, uh, Cameron Smith uh, won the Open yeah. Championship last yes. weekend. Of course, now uh, Liv is starting to take off and more golfers going over there. Not the big, big names, but uh, the 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 medium-sized names, the lack of a better term, are joining their league. Now they want to ask Charles Barkley to do some work for, for them. And uh, he may have to leave uh, TNT to do so. What are your thoughts? You know, first of all, last week on the show, I called Cam Smith. Yes, you did. You did. I called it. I yes, said, you did. knocking on the door. I was watching the game with uh, with my boyfriend, and he's like, oh, I, I think Rory's got it. And I'm like, nope, nope, I think this is Cam Smith. Right <laughs> when he got that, that eagle on the 17th, I was like, there we go. Oh, no, not eagle, birdie. Birdie, birdie on the 17th right. when you came up that hill. I just said, there you go. That's it. Even Chris is like, no, nah, that's going to be a par. Like, he's going to miss that. And then I'm like, no, nah, I, I think he's got it. And right when he <laughs> made that birdie, I just said, what did you say that was going to be again? <laughs> I think he kind of smirks a little bit. So that's when I kind of know, yeah, I'm starting to get this golf thing down pretty fast. Yes. Yes. Um, you learn it pretty quick. Yeah. What yes. about the, the live? Uh... Yeah. When it comes to the Charles Barkley, I mean, Look, I, my mom and I were talking about this the other day. It, it's kind of open season right now for the Live Tour, especially with um, with uh, in the political side of things. Our leader just went over to to Saudi Arabia, to the Middle East in general. So I, I think that in itself is going to open up a lot of other possibilities for people to join. Do I think I've never thought of Charles Barkley, first of all, as a golf commentator whatsoever. Like, I just I can't see <laughs> that ever being a thing. Um, but like the PGA has been punishing the players that have been going to the Live tour. I, I wouldn't be surprised if TNT decides to throw in their own little punishment if Charles ba Barkley does go over to to the live tour and and i only say that because you've already seen the repercussions of yeah. players that have gone over there and i know tnt you know that program it's a massive program for them they got a lot of great guys on that show and charles barkley is is one of them so i guess the question is are they going to be willing to pay as much money that live could be giving charles Bar barkley that's what it's going to come down to in the end it doesn't matter if you're talented or you're really interested in it it's all about the money in the end well yeah i mean look david Faraday, you know veteran you know cbs and also too, he was been at nbc for the last few years now he's he's left to go on the live tour too so yeah it's it's getting interesting there in that live tour so uh yeah and and plus that'll that'll, that'll you know that'll uh put a, a huge void if you know barkley does leave because he has kind of put it out there that this might you know these next couple of years with his counter coming up might be his last you know go around with them so which again, I cannot picture him as being a golf commentator. Like it doesn't make sense to me. 
But we all know at the end of the day, as Christine says, about money, but it's also about putting on a good show. And Barkley brings in people. He has many people that loves him. He has a few people that hates him. So that's what it's all about. And live, I, I get it. They want to get off, get off the ground and have people yeah. talking about him and bringing in Charles Barkley. If it ends up happening, uh, they're going to accomplish their goal at least from the outset. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So anything else you guys want to you know talk about? Christine, you got some stuff coming up that you want to promote before we disperse? What I so I'm hosting a relay for life event tonight here in Sioux Falls. So I'm kind of kind of gonna be running on no sleep because that goes until 10 o'clock tonight. Then I'm I'm on the road watching some more golf this weekend. So that's gonna be gonna be a fun trip and yeah, can't believe it's almost August. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh gosh, I know, right? Keeps like oh, so quick, and you know, you know, the training camp and you know, college sports gonna be going, college will be going to their respective camps and practices as well. So yeah, oh goodness, coming up fast, folks. <laughs> With that said, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Scorpio on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, it's SidKid80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app today, wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you catch Second City Sports, the podcast version, at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And make sure you follow War Media at WARR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. And we'd like to thank our three guests for today, Arturo Garza from WVON, a.k.a. DJ Turbine. You can catch the Fundamentals, uh, the sports show, tonight and every Friday night from 9 p.m. to 12 midnight, Central Standard Time on WVON, AM 1690 in Chicago. But if you're outside the Chicagoland area, you can download the iHeartRadio app, just Type in WVON Chicago and you access that show right there. You're surely going to be on there tonight talking Chicago baseball during the first hour of that program. We also like to thank Mike Berman, the sports host and anchor from NBC5 Chicago. We'd like to thank him for his time. And, of course, our queen, Christine Manica from KXRB in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We'd like to thank them one and all for joining us today. And don't forget, you know, Sports Zone Chicago is on Roku TV. Roku! If you got the Roku app or the Roku remote, just type uh, Sports Zone Chicago right there on the on the search bar. It's all right there. You can check out our show. You can check out um, What's Up Cuz. You can also check out, uh, of course, you know, Sean and Maya in the morning. You got some other show. Other shows are going to be, you know, premiering in, within the next few weeks, you know, right before football season. So our, our brand is growing, folks. So make sure you guys check it out. Tell your friends. Yes. Make sure you smash that like button. Share this video. Share this great content with any and everybody you know. Sports Zone Chicago is where it's at. All right. So uh, stay, stay cool, everybody. I know it's, it's hot, like, all over the country pretty much, well, except for San Francisco. But, uh, <laughs> but even still, but even still, we love you guys, too, in San Francisco as well. So for Sid and Christine, I'm Lakina. Wash your hands. If you're not getting vaccinated, wear your mask. And just be good to each other. This has been Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you Monday. Go Sox. Till then, holla. <laughs>